What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. It's Monday. And you know what that means, another episode, and it is going to be a solo episode. I have a lot on my mind and a lot to talk about. How are you doing out there? Most importantly, hopefully you are all off to a strong weekend. You want to tune in here and listen to some marketing stuff. Marketing guy talking about some things that are on my mind. This past week was an interesting one for me. The wife's maternity leave uh, was up and we all of a sudden were trying to figure out how we live this new life and drop our kid off and get our kid home and go through all these logistics and, you know, separation anxiety is a real thing. So going through that, but it all worked out. It, you know, everyone said it would, and I think we're all better for it. I just want to say shout out to all you working parents out there who are marketers, or uh, maybe you're just uh, tuning in and you're not a marketer, but if you're a working parent, shout out. You don't really know until you're in that seat. So definitely experienced that this past week, but it is all good. And um, we are on the other side of it. I want to talk a little bit in this episode about the exploration around what makes up the modern day marketer and maybe share some um, examples That's kind of what this show is going to evolve into or not going to. It is. It is evolving. So, you know, we we kind of ripped off the old brand of the 3C podcast, curating content creators, and in comes in Modern Day Marketer. Now, the Modern Day Marketer has been the individual and the hero in our story, and that was identified through hundreds of conversations, and we all collectively as a team agreed that this is – who we want to be communicating to and for. And so as my job as the marketing guy at The Juice, an early stage company, really I view my role as the person who is responsible for exploring these themes, putting on my investigator hat, doing some research, talking to individuals, and then sharing what I learn out. And that's really the the, the punchline and the format of what this show is, is going to be about. We are going to... I'm. And I'll tell you a little bit about my process around, you know, content and uh, hosting and who I have on the show. I really do a lot of exploring through social channels, through communities, and I follow people. And when I mean I follow people, I use follow as these are people I learn from. We all follow a lot of different people. We probably wish we didn't follow as many people at times. But the people that I truly follow are the people that are educating me on a regular basis. And those are the individuals that I slide into their DMs. I say, what's up? And I say, hey, you're talking about content distribution. That's something that the modern day marketer is keen on. So would you mind jumping on the podcast and sharing your perspective a little bit further? And then we, we, we host an episode. So the people that I am bringing on to the Friday episodes are really individuals that I'm trying to learn from and help solidify that story around the modern day marketer. And they're people that I believe you as the audience member can learn from too. So that's a little behind the scenes of how I'm selecting and curating the people on the show. And we're going to be going through so many different topics. There's so much on my mind, so many avenues to go down. But just from the jump, want to just share that. I think that's what we're going to go really hard at this year. And I think it's important because 
the more I dig into these conversations, the more I find opportunity to explore reasons why modern day marketers exist and reasons why they don't exist. And I think without a shadow of a doubt, if you're in marketing, you probably want to be classified as someone who's doing modern day marketer. And you probably don't want to be classified as someone who's doing me-centered marketing. Now, me-centered marketing, you know, it's kind of that old school. We've all been in that. I have certainly been a me-centered marketer for a majority of my career. But it's it's the deal where it's like, all right, I'm going to do these marketing things because I'm trying to fill my funnel to try to get these leads, to try to, you know, uh, hit my metrics so then I can share these metrics to my boss and then my boss gives me more budget and then we do these things again. And at the end of the day, while you might be winning some customers through that process, are you really building brand? Are you really maximizing your impact and opportunity in the market? Those are the types of things that I'm thinking about and that I'm that I'm exploring. So I'm really fired up about just like this next turn of this show. We've had some good guests so far this year, and I'm going to kind of debriefed on those conversations, and I'm just going to like share some further perspective on that. And then at the end of this episode, solo episode, I'm going to give you just an example outside of B2B that I am thinking a lot about that falls into the individual creator slash modern day marketer bucket and helps support kind of this exploration that I am on. Um, before I do that, I think I want to shout out a guy that is certainly a modern day marketer, a guy that has contributed to the content that we've had um, at The Juice and also has been on this podcast. And it's kind of a reminder, like I re- if I look back on last year's episodes and shows, there's so there was never really a time where I got done recording and published something and I was like, man, I didn't really like that. Like I liked I'm very selective. So selecting these individuals on the show, I'm very selective. So it was, I enjoyed every conversation and I gotta be honest, like I learned something from each episode and that helped kind of form the foundation and structure for this is who the modern day marketer is. But one conversation, I, I, I definitely remember leaving it and being like, God, that guy gets it. That guy is super bright. Um, he is operating on another level and he has a content suite that he has built out that he is pointing at his audience to provide value, much like we're aspiring to do here on the Modern Day Marketer podcast. And that's Jason Bradwell. So Jason Bradwell, if you're not already, go follow him on Twitter, you know, LinkedIn, all that, all those things. You can subscribe to his podcast, B2B Better. He's got a newsletter, B2B Byte. Really good stuff. Straightforward, um, no fluff, questioning existing systems questioning existing mindset and mentality which i believe just in the the mon- on modern day marketer that's kind of what we're doing so there's really good alignment there but he he reached out to me and he asked like he asked me like hey man like would you be open to responding to kind of a prompt for my newsletter and when when someone of jason's caliber reaches out to me and says hey I see what you're doing over here and what you're doing over here aligns with content that I'm building. Would you, you know, respond to this, take some time to write, do a little writing? Like those to me are the opportunities. So those are priorities. Whenever someone organically hits me up in the DMs, someone says, hey, would you do my podcast? Hey, would you do this video interview? Hey, would you write this thing? Like if it aligns with what we are talking about on the show, I will always 
make time for that because I want to make sure that the message that we're putting out here on this show gets in as many people's heads, eyes, ears as possible. And I'm not going to be able to get that message out to as many people as possible just by myself. And that's why I think a trade of the modern day marketers collaboration. And I'm obviously the show is uh, not only, you know, on Mondays, Jonathan and I talk about stuff we're thinking about. And on some occasions I just fly solo. Um, but then there's the Friday component where I am, you know, having these conversations, collaborating with content people after the fact, creating other pieces of content from those conversations, tagging those people, promoting their stuff, promoting the companies that they work for. That's just how you do marketing today. So Jason reached out to me and his question, and I'm not going to, I'm not quite sure when he's going to publish this in his newsletter, but just like give you some perspective. He asked me like, what, what are easily avoidable mistakes companies can make when building out a uh, marketing strategy? I got around to like sitting down and writing that this morning. And the the first thing that came, I sat here and it was something that I wanted to give time to because I wanted to be mindful. I wanted to be thoughtful. Jason's got a platform that is really great. And I wanted to make sure that I put my best foot forward. So as I'm, I'm thinking about this and digesting the topic, there are so many things I think that are avoidable mistakes that marketing teams can, can avoid right out of the gates. I have made many of those mistakes. It can be along the lines of hiring too fast. It can be along the lines of not listening to what the existing team is doing and what's working and what's not. I could probably start a whole new podcast just about mistakes that I've made um, when starting spinning up new marketing programs because I've, I've done it several times. Now, the, the thing that kind of stu- stood to me as I was like, typing and then erasing and typing and deleting and typing and deleting. And finally, I came to this one. I said, you know what? Like, it, I asked myself this question. I put a question on the question. I said, if, if I were doing this all over again, what, what would be the, the primary thing that I know now that I would focus more on? And what do I believe not enough marketing teams that are starting out are doing? And for me, it was a mistake that I believe a, a lot of B2B marketing teams that are coming out of the gates are making are they're, they're not activating the voices of the people inside their company to help tell the story. That to me, I think is the greatest opportunity in B2B marketing right now. I think you look at, it's, it's, it's happening and we talked about this on uh, last Monday's episode, Jonathan, the Peloton example. It's like the individual and structure in the Peloton model is driving interest, driving engagement, driving community. And is, you know, there's a product and it's a bike and there's a subscription, but like the secret sauce really is the instructor. The instructor is building their personal brand, Peloton benefits. This happens across a lot of different consumer experiences and industries. It's becoming very, very normal. Where it's not becoming very normal is in B2B marketing. Now, that's not to say that there aren't companies that are doing this, empowering the individual the and treating the individual as the primary distribution channel and letting the individual build their personal brand because they know that their brand will benefit on the other end. Examples that come top to mind, Chili Piper, Gong, Drift, these companies are doing that. And what's happening on the other side is they're growing audience, they're growing trust and people are becoming fans of the brand because of the people. So 
to me, it's like, why do not more companies do that? So because I have that question, I want to go explore that. And that's what I'm going to be doing on this show and through the content that I'm going to be producing at The Juice. Now, go check out Jason's newsletter, not just because I'm, I'm writing in it in an upcoming newsletter. It's very helpful. Um, again, B2B Byte is the newsletter. B2B Better is the podcast. Yesterday, I had a conversation with an incredible marketer. It was 15 minutes, 15 minute first time meeting this individual. And I felt like we got more accomplished in 15 minutes than I do in our conversations. And it's Camilla Thompson at Caliber Mind. She runs growth at Caliber Mind. When, when I have a lot of these, we meet each other for the first time calls and we talk about our belief systems, what we're working on, how, and then the, the, what's dangling is the potential to work together. And so we're trying to build alignment. And I think she talked for like two minutes. I talked for like two minutes and it was like instant, like, okay, we need to find some way to collaborate. And I had, I've had more conversations like this, like, like the one I did with Camilla than last year than I probably did in six years combined. And I think what we talked about, and here's a spoiler alert, there will be a future episode of Modern Day Marketer with Camilla Thompson talking about this topic. But we were thinking about like, why why don't more people like write like people? Why don't more people operate in a way that's more modern? And I think in my reflection of that conversation I had with her, I I've been thinking a lot about this and it's like, I, I get why people, why, why brands like Chili Piper Gong and Drift are doing what they're doing. But I think the the greater question is why not? And my mindset, I think is it's, people don't want to like necessarily put a muzzle on their people. They're just stuck in the old way. And that old way might have got them or might have got their boss's boss promoted. And it's really hard to break the cycle of the old way. If you think of these kind of challenges or maybe you're going through them right now, definitely stay tuned to this show. I'm going to be going ham on these topics. I'm going to bring in people to help me explore these topics. I think these are fun topics to get us to think about if we are approaching our market and serving our market in the interests of them before we're doing it for ourselves. Are you a fan of who I've had on so far this year? I'm trying really hard, everybody. I am trying really hard. So two episodes that have dropped already in 2022 on the Friday side have been Camille Trent at Dooley. She's fantastic. We talked about internal marketing. What I can say about that is I I affirm, I'm, I'm glad I got a marketer that is of the caliber of Camille to talk through how she thinks about a topic that I think is important as internal marketing. Um, She had some really good examples. And my mindset on internal marketing is if you can't get your people excited and motivated around what you're doing in marketing, then the marketing, then then your audience will never get excited about that. And so that's something just at the juice I was very mindful of early, making sure we were setting up the infrastructure to share, provide context, and it can literally be something as simple as communicating in team meetings the work that you're doing and why it matters. It can be setting up a Slack channel called social promotion. And when you're publishing and you're tweeting and you're putting on LinkedIn and you're doing all those things, 
put it in your Slack channel and watch your team share. And I always feel like watching teams share on social is always a good measuring stick for the uh, culture of the business. If you see companies that individuals are sharing routinely, that likely means that the culture is really good. And I think the secret secret sauce is, is that can serve as a recruiting channel, right? So if your people are sharing stuff, people are on the other end looking at it and they're like, man, this individual is always sharing content every day about what they're doing and articles and things. They're really fired up about their company and I see other people do it man, I don't like where I work right now. Maybe I want to go work there. So I think it's just building brand. So I really love that episode. So if you if you didn't check that out, go check it out. Episode that I dropped last Friday is with Jay Akunzo, who I'm on record of, I slacked Jonathan this, that there's probably not another marketer that I learned more from in a short time than Jay. Jay is extremely bright. A, has a platform that has a big audience for a reason. He explores themes and I'm learning his style. I'm learning that exploration. And, and there was something I wasn't doing. I was doing a little bit of before, but I wasn't focused on it. And I think Jay's mindset around exploring the problems and making sure that there's purpose behind the content and the work that you're doing. And so you're not just creating content just to create con- for content's sake, really puts my mind at, in a good place when I'm thinking about how do we make this show something that is digestible, consumable, and on the other end, when an episode drops, you're going to learn something. So if you didn't already, go check out Jay's episode, go check out Jay's work. I can't recommend a marketer more than him. All right. So every week, I'm going to close here. Every week, I spend time authoring a letter that I put in the front of the blend. If you're not familiar with the blend, the blend is our weekly newsletter. It goes out every Friday. You can subscribe. There's a link in the show notes. Definitely check it out. But I write a letter. And the background of the letter that I write is always something that I'm thinking about and working about that is top of mind for me that also relates back to the modern day marketer and business problems that we're all working through at The Juice. So this past week, I wrote a piece and I'm going to continue to write pieces. I mentioned the Peloton example this week. And and most of these are going to be around the individual creator because the individual creator is an element of the modern day marketer that I'm, I'm exploring right now. But I like to look outside of B2B examples and look at B2C examples. And, and when I'm talking and communicating, use those examples to convey my point because I believe it's more relatable. I believe it resonates. I believe it helps your audience understand more quicker than, than just talking about B2B marketing all day. There's only so much excitement that you can inject into what you're saying about B2B marketing. And I love B2B marketing. I don't want to put it down. I'm a career B2B marketer, but I also love a lot of other things. And I think drawing parallels to things outside of B2B marketing is healthy. So this past week, I'm talking about the individual creator and the example that comes top of mind to me is that I I, I drew on was the weekend. Now, man, is there a bigger megastar 
in music right now than The Weeknd. And I will, I'll put a put a caveat here is, I'm not a mainstream music guy. I'm a big music guy, but I'm not a big mainstream music guy. I'm the type of guy that, you know, Spotify and Apple curates stuff, and I don't necessarily do that. I like to find my own. So I buy stuff on Bandcamp. I have a vinyl collection. I'm one of those guys. Um, people are like, why do you buy physical music? And it's almost like, man, I, it's hard for me to even describe. I know it seems weird. And I know I, listening to bands you never heard of might seem weird too, but it makes me happy. But anyways, back to The weekend. So The weekend is an example of a mainstream musician that I appreciate. I think his music kicks ass. I think I respect him as a marketer. And so I'm thinking about the individual creator in B2B, and I'm drawing on parallels of outside, and The weekend was the, the first one that came to mind. Maybe he was the first one that came to mind because um, a week ago he dropped Dawn FM, which is his new uh, album, which kicks ass. I love it. I was like working, and I had a work block this week, and I've got my office set up upstairs and I just put it on and I was just like fired up. I was like drinking coffee. I was like, man, I'm so energized right now in the weekend. He just rules. So like my experience with the weekend is it go, it dates back. And so maybe this is why I, uh, I appreciate him so much is I've kind of been a day one fan and I re- never forget being at a friend's house and um, high for this came on and I was like, who in the hell is this? And he said, it's The weekend." And what, what the album or the mixtape at the time, was it was House of Balloons. And to me, it sounded like Michael Jackson. To me, there was like some prints in there. And I was like, this is so good. And I was hooked. And then, you know, once I, once I find out about a, a creator or an artist, I want to dig in deep. I want to know everything about them. And so, you know, found out through my exploration that he started posting music to YouTube anonymously in 09. And this caught the attention of outlets like Pitchfork Media, who's now owned by Condé Nast, caught the attention of artists like Drake. People were like, man, like this guy's really good. So he, he was distributing his work through a platform like YouTube without even a name. And his stuff was so good, it was catching people's attention. So he created the moniker The Weeknd, started his own label, XO, released the trilogy, House of Balloons Thursday, Echoes of Silence, and started to gain a fan base. People were like, for the same reasons I probably said, man, he sounds like Michael a little bit. There's a little prince. There's a little mystery in there. He started to get attention and build an audience. Now, after that, he finally signed to a label. And I, I honestly, I had to look this up. I was like, I don't even remember what label it was. It was Republic. And he put out his first like studio album, which was Kissland. Now Kissland probably, uh, I'd probably say it put it on the lowest of the totem pole of his work. And I think there was a lot of people that were just like, man, I don't want you to go mainstream, um, whatever. But I think the album's still good, just probably not his best. But at that time, too, he put out a song that was on the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack that earned him a Grammy. Now, fan base starts to grow. Then he puts out Be- Beauty Behind the Madness. I can't feel my face on that. We all know those. that song. Starts to blow up. 2016 Starboy. Blow up. 2020 After Hours. Blow up. 
2022 Don FM blow up. There's a Super Bowl halftime show in there. There's notoriety. There's fandom. There's 75 million records later. Time in 2020 called him one of the most influential people in the world. Now, this was a guy in 09. He was releasing his music on YouTube under an anonymous name. And then in 2021, he is doing the Super Bowl halftime show. In a, de- in a decade's time, right? A, l- a little little more than a decade. To me, that is the, it's insane. And I reflect on that. And I reflect on that and what that means for us as uh, B2B marketers. And, and to me, it's, the story isn't, okay, we, we went, we need, we're going to do all this work and we're going to go mainstream and our public, our companies we work for are going to go public and we're all going to be rich. Like to me, the, the story is really like the, trying to figure out the reasons why a, someone like The Weeknd was able to explode. And I, I kind of break it down into five things. Five things I break this down into is familiarity. So back to my example, when I walked into my friend's house and I heard hi for this on House of Balloons, to me it sounded like Prince and Michael Jackson. I was familiar with those people. I was familiar with those sounds and, it, and I had an immediate connection. I think... Tone is very, very important in content. I think writing themes that are familiar with people, telling stories, methods for sharing your content that people are going to remember and it's going to be top of mind is very important from a from a marketing standpoint. I think there's scarcity around the weekend. He didn't just go out just because Drake saw him and put out all of his music and start doing all the things that all the mainstream musicians do. No, he didn't overexpose himself. He positioned himself in a way that people wanted more and people wanted more more access. And I think limiting his creation or his music early did him a ton of benefit. So that's something I think we can all think about as B2B marketers. I think there's mystery with The weekend, regardless of him being more mainstream now than ever before, there's always inherently some mystery about this guy, an enigma in nature. And I think if you can create content that also is tied to mystery on the back end of maybe like what you're building from a product perspective, like what your company is planning for, I think that can really start to create some great attention. Quality. This is undeniable, but just creating consistent quality content. I like all of his music. I do. It's great. And when Don FM came out, I listened to it right when it dropped. And I was like, God, this guy's great. Final bullet is distribution. So the old way was selling CDs. The Weeknd thought a little bit different about that, right? He wanted to optimize through YouTube. He wanted to start being on festivals, get on social thinking about distribution in a different way. Hell, I was sitting there after I had listened to Don FM several times and like made up my opinion that this album rules. And I found out that it was going to be the start of a new trilogy, which I'm fired up about. And that, how about that trilogy? It's like, I want to know what's next because it's a trilogy. And I think that's cool too. But I heard, um, when I listened to the record, track four, Take My Breath, right? Very accessible, banger. I listen to the song several times. And then when I'm sitting down, 
put the baby to bed, turn on the, the YouTube TV, Peloton commercial, I hear the song in the commercial. And that's what distribution's all about. So the weekend is carrying with me to my work day while I'm doing my thing. When I'm relaxing, he's there. And I don't mind it because I respect the game. So I just wanted to say that out. I think there is a, there's a, there's opportunity just being modern day marketers to think about the work that we're doing a little bit differently. Think a little bit outside the box. I turn to an example like The weekend to think about the work I'm doing. There's so many out there, but we're gonna be exploring these themes on the show. Hopefully you're enjoying it. If you're not already, hit the subscribe button. Tell a damn friend you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer, would you? Follow across all the social channels, do all those things. If you're enjoying what you're doing, slide into my DMs, at Indy McGrath on Twitter. You can reach me, I'll get back to you. We'll be back on Friday with another one. Take care of yourself, take care of others around you. Peace out.